Anne Henry thinks my hair looks fantastic. Do analysts agree? Find out here on Where the Money Is. Hey everybody, I'm Mark Reith here with Sean O'Reilly, and welcome to another Consumer Goods edition of Where the Money Is. It's Tuesday, July 22nd, and man, I'm ready for Herbalife to tumble. Are you ready? I was watching the presentation mm-hmm. before we came up here. I only saw the first 30 minutes of what will probably be a three-hour, four-hour presentation. Right. I hope Bill Ackman has a lot of water up there on stage, <laughs> but um, there wasn't any like smoking gun yet, but I don't know. If he's playing it like a movie, there will be the whole big... I don't know, climax. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. Thing, it's know. happening as we're talking. We'll get some live updates. Maybe we'll just sp- spread them out throughout the show. I sent a group email to everybody, though. The stock's up like 1%, 2 like 3% at one point hmm. the second the presentation started. And I was like, why would you? Anyway. There's some doubters out there. All right, enough about that. Let's move on to our first headline of the day. comes to us from the Wall Street Journal. Starbucks to accept pickup orders via its mobile app by Clint Bolton. I really like this headline. I really like this news. Starbucks. I just ordered a Starbucks right now. Did you really? Yeah. Using a mobile app? Darn right. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. You're well, you <laughs> we would have been. Have it here yet. <laughs> you would have been one of what is it? Ten million app users right now. This thing's just blown up. Yeah. No. Fourteen percent of Starbucks sales in the U.S. were currently made through its phone application. That's people using you know the phone application to you know put in the orders for like gift cards and all that mm-hmm. stuff too. But. This is a big deal. Oh yeah, uh, I love that Starbucks is focusing on this so much more than it once than it did once upon a time. In the last couple of months, you've seen new updates to the app. Now you can uh, tip your baristas. Uh, now you're going to be able to order before you, you hit the baristas? store. I don't. I don't drink coffee, so oh, no. That's right. No, yeah, and I'm, I'm too energetic to begin with. Um, but I like this, and I like that Starbucks is keeping up with the competition. You look at Domino's and all the success they had with their app. Uh, that's a huge part of their business now. You look at Panera with Panera 2.0, they're starting to do this. And Starbucks is right in the thick of it along with everybody else. Do you see this being a, a big deal for Starbucks's bottom line? Or is this just going to be, hey, it's another great update, business as usual for Starbucks? Um, one of the major objections one could have to mm-hmm. going to Starbucks at, oh, say, I don't know, 8.15 a.m. Mm-hmm. would be the line. Mm, true. This, I would have to assume, if I were to make a list of companies that are generally ahead of the curve, mm. I would put Starbucks in the top ten for sure. So I think I would at least have to assume that this would give their sales at least a modest boost, just because one, it's cool. Two, <laughs> <laughs> I love the eye roll as you said. One, it's cool. One, it's Kids cool. these days, what do they know? Next, well, they'll be ordering with holograms or something. I don't know. Fancy, um, but it makes me wonder, like, well, how we'll be ordering our coffee in ten, twenty years? Because oh, it's true. True. Lines are so blasé. (laughs) (laughs) They're so old school. My gosh. Um, Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be a nice little boost to uh, Starbucks sales-wise. It's not going to be an immediate thing. It's not going to make me buy Starbucks right now. I'm not going to run out and grab the stock right now because of this news. I may grab it because it's a great company. Um, But but you're still. They have to. They're going to have to test this. This is only rolling out in. I think it was an undeclared market right now. This is going to be. I. I can't wait to see this in action right. at one of the Starbucks around here because I'm picturing like a giant screen and then there's a couple of baristas right. that are solely devoted to looking at the screen. Like I don't yeah. know how it's going to work. I, I think it will work at the end, but you're right. They're going to have to. They're going to the, be some um, bugs to fix. Uh, Chief Digital Officer Adam Brotman actually said he actually made a point in the press release. He said, "We will do this and we will get it right." Hmm. He made that promise. So I like it. If they mess up. I don't know. Adam's in trouble. <laughs> but anyway, 
<laughs> no, it's a good promise. I believe him. Uh, let's move on to headline number two for the day. Yum McDonald's apologizes new China food scandal brews from over at Reuters. Hey, who they knew? Did not Another need one. This. Yeah, they, they yeah. really did not. Need yum, for those not in the know, Yum has been struggling with some Chinese food scandals since 2012, 2011 or so. So I went to their investor day in New York last early December. Mm-hmm. Huge room, 300 people, analysts from Goldman Sachs, Merrill Lynch, all that. They're asking questions or whatever. They spent, I mean, I'm just, just trying to remember here, but like 30, 40% of the presentation focusing on China and. Right in a roundabout way apologizing right. for the events of last year. Mm-hmm. They promised that 2014 was going to be, like they said this multiple times, the bounce back year. And they just did not need this. <laughs> and here we are. It's no surprise that Yum's talking about it a lot. Uh, China is their number one market. It's right. the number three market and for so McDonald's. so far, they had been making good on that bounce back year promise because their China sales, the quarter that just came out, they are up 22% over the same quarter right. last year. So they were making good on this promise, but here we are again. They did not need it. Which is interesting because I liked, there's a quote in this uh, article from, they, they interviewed someone on the street over in China, and the guy was eating a McDonald's burger, and he oh goes, gosh. isn't everywhere like this? And it's just an indication of these, these Chinese consumers are getting a thicker skin about these food scandals. You're telling me this dude... Like shrugged his shoulders and yeah, meh. Wouldn't you? <laughs> at a certain point, it's just ah, oh, it's the same thing over and over again. That's life. Do Chinese consumers have a thick enough skin for these scandals at this point that it's not really going to hurt Yum? Or is are we going to see 2012 all over again? The interesting thing to me was um, the story was broken by a local Chinese right. news station. Right. So they're on the lookout for their own citizens, and that's good. I've seen rankings of brands in China mm-hmm. and Yum's brands like KFC. Mm-hmm. They're like the number one brand. They beat at McDonald's oh, yeah? in China. So fix it guys <laughs> just fix it just get it right is that so hard well there's so many consumers over there and they love your brand <laughs> right pay a little more and get good products shockingly so. don't pick meat up from the floor and mix it in with a good meat batch that was one of the things that uh was happening here all right and our final headline for the day let's go over to the motley fool from bob sierra why wall street is what's wrong with hasbro uh, hasbro just released their second quarter earnings uh uh, let's look at some of the numbers. EPS dropped uh, 26 cents. Revenue rose 8%. The big drag, though, was board games, where they saw a 12% decline in revenue. No one's playing Monopoly anymore. No one wants to play Life. You know what we should do on lunch? Hmm. We should play Life. We should play some board games. Yeah. Why not? Get the spinner, play Life. Well, we're boys, and boy toys were up 32% this year on the on the back of Transformers and Marvel, of course. And that's Wasn't uh, Transformers invented in, like, the 70s or the 80s to sell toys? You know better than I would, that. old-timer. I don't, I don't know these things. That was after my time. But it looks like boys' toys. Uh, so board games are the second most uh, important part of Hasbro's uh, business, and that's clearly... Not going to go anywhere. I, people were so surprised that revenue dropped 12%. I was surprised it hasn't dropped further. A lot. Right. Yeah. When, was, when was the last time you played, I don't know, Monopoly? Exactly. 10? Right. 12? Right. I don't know. Yeah, but... And you never finished the game? No. <laughs> right. Oh, no. And then you, then that's how divorces happen. That's how battles begin. Yeah. No, you never finish Monopoly. Uh, but you look at Boys Toys, that's where they're strong right now. They've got this great deal with Marvel, which is only just going to keep on getting... They're only going to have more and more Marvel movies, more and more toys, more and more products, more and more boys shopping at this store. I, I, I think Hasbro bounces back from this quarter. Q2 is never a strong one for them. You have to look at the holidays to really get a sense of how Hasbro... 
bounce they're, what it's they're doing. They're a Christmas company. They're a Christmas <laughs> company. But but what's your take? Do you, do you think they bounce um, back? No, absolutely. They have a good thing going. It could be worse. They could have something that like nobody wants at all. Right. You know, like yeah. the Gaines and the boys, the toys, like the Transformers and everything, that's basically kind of overshadowing the loss in the games. Mm-hmm. It could be a lot worse. Um, what I liked about the article you talked about, why Wall Street is what's wrong with Hasbro is it was basically how Hasbro in an effort to please people on Wall Street mm-hmm. is trying to manage things quarter by quarter and all this stuff and they really need to focus on the long term and not buy back stock invest in oh I don't know new board games new products something that's what they need to be doing it's basically the op- opposite of what Warren Buffett says who literally could not care about how Wall Street treats right. a Berkshire Hathaway quarter right. so Think about the long-term, Hasbro. Think about the long-term, investors. All right, enough of the headlines. Let's move on to our stock in focus today. It's a big one. It's Netflix. And Netflix just had one heck of a quarter yesterday. Um, let's break down some of the numbers. Q2 earnings doubled. Net income rose to $71 million from $29 million. Uh, that's $1.15 a share, up from $0.49 cents a share. One heck of a quarter. Where would the strength come from? Uh, Europe. Europe. <laughs> you got to love the Europeans. Um, fun fact, they're being very smart about their European expansion because I just found this out. Um, there are Netflix now has over 50 million subscribers worldwide and already present in European countries, UK, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, and Finland. Mm-hmm. Um, the only issue with Europe, and this is why the stock was down 4% today on the news, it's not like a horrible crater or anything. Right. The European expansion is proven to be expensive. Yeah. And that's it not surprising. The quarter earnings wise, it wasn't quite as good as it could have been, but mm. long term, this is huge. There are more broadband interconnections in Europe than the United States, right. and Netflix is all about the broadband. They're paying cable companies here to get faster speeds, mm-hmm. so long term, this is a fantastic move. But couldn't agree more. Uh, you you just mentioned it. So they're already making deals with Comcast and Verizon to ensure that their subscribers get quicker streaming. And we don't know what they're paying. We don't know. What, <laughs> that's a very good point. We don't know what they're paying. Could be a lot. It's probably going to increase as Comcast gets stronger. Secret stack of money. Probably like, <laughs> in the back door. The CEO in a right. <laughs> but uh, no, it makes sense for them to pivot from the U.S. where they're starting to pay more for the streaming services over to the, U- the European Union. Uh, they're opening, they're launching six new, um, in six new nations in September. Um, but like you said, that's going to cost a lot of money. One of those new nations is Germany. You already have Amazon in Germany. You already have Amazon Prime there. They have their own streaming service. God only knows what other European video streaming services are out there. I don't pretend to know too much about those. But I assume there are some out there. Netflix is going to have to pay a lot of money in marketing. Who knows what kind of broadband or streaming deals they're going to have to make with companies out there. Plus, the logistics of doing this. I mean, I know it's a website and it's a streaming service, so it's not like opening up a ton of grocery stores in Europe or something, but different languages, different cultures, different regulators. Right, different, different. Who who knows if people in Austria want to watch, I don't know, The Expendables. They, maybe this, they don't. So you have to think about these things. Exactly. So, yeah. Would they want to watch it? Schwarzenegger, it's got that accent. Uh, they could like it. Maybe. Um, but yeah, Netflix, uh, let's look at some of their subscriber numbers as well, which I found interesting. Talk to me about U.S. versus international. Um, 570,000 customers were added in the United States. Mm-hmm. I remain a loyal customer, so I'm not in that number, but I've had it for a couple of years now, right. and a whopping 1.12 million customers international markets were added. Nice. 1.6? That's not bad. Not bad. Not World bad at all. And, well, and you look at those numbers, so 570,000 new in the U.S., that's down year over year. Last time around, 
net additions for the U.S. was 630,000. So it's dropped a little bit in the U.S. It's the law of diminishing returns. That's, I was going to say, yeah, who, who doesn't have Netflix at this point? You know in what fact, I mean? In fact, oh, I look at somebody. Did they just up it to 10 bucks or is it still eight? Uh, I, I think it it's still eight right now, okay. but anyway. it's, it's happening soon, yeah. Whenever any, anybody says, oh, I don't have Netflix, or I don't, I'm like, eight dollars? You sure? Yeah. Like, and Why not? You're missing out on cable cord and get Netflix. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And a lot of people, apparently, in Europe are doing that. Like you said, 1.12 million people in Europe compared to 610,000 last year. That's double. That's That's crazy. That's pretty darn cool. As a a Netflix investor, that's exactly what you want to see. And we shouldn't care about if setting up in these countries costs a little bit more money now Mm -hmm. because they're going to spend X and they're going to get X stream. (laughs) Haha, streaming, streaming joke. They're going to get constant revenue stream from all these subscribers. They're going to set it up just like I do. $8 a month, game over. Yeah, I I agree. Um, So that brings us to the conclusion of this. Do you see... So Netflix is up big today. Had some great numbers. It's understandable why. They also came out, though, and said Q3, next quarter, you're going to see a lot more costs internationally. I think it costs, what, $15 million uh, to set up uh, overseas right now. It's going to cost them about $42 million next quarter. Right. You hear that number. You grimace. Investors aren't grimacing today. They're just taking it, okay, fine, that's the cost of the business. They're They're taking it in stride. Do they take it in stride next quarter when those those, uh, costs hit the bottom line? I would have to think that they would, again, as long as they don't make it too much worse, I think it'll be fine. Okay. If if it comes out like $100 million, I'll be like, guys. Right, if it's it's on target. If they hit it, you know, $40, $50 million, it'll be fine. All right. The... uh, other thing I wanted to highlight was most what most analysts were doing. Mm-hmm. Most analysts kept their either kept their price targets or raised their price targets. Probably like, like one guy raised it to five seventy. I'm like, good lord, people! All I wanted to highlight. Mm-hmm. I'm a loyal subscriber. I enjoy watching Netflix. But is that the company trades for 112 this year's estimated earnings? Yeah, it was a okay. That's a that's an expensive stock. It would be like buying a bond that yields less than 1%. That'll probably double like 2% in a year or two. Sure. That's fine, but this is priced for perfection. Mm. If there is any hiccup whatsoever, mm. yeah. Yeah, we'll see what <laughs> happens. All right, um, speaking of predicting the future, let's turn to our game today, ironically called Predict the Future. Uh, it should yeah. be a fun one. All right, so Netflix announced earnings today, or yesterday, excuse me. We've got a couple more companies announcing earnings in the next week before our next show. So why not take a look at them and try to think about how they're going to, uh, to turn Let me out. Get my crystal ball. Right, right. <laughs> uh, let's begin with PepsiCo, which announces on July 23rd. Thoughts on PepsiCo? Um, international will be great. Mm. Domestic will be bad. Mm. Frito-Lay will be awesome. I, snacks business. It will be par for the course. It's the name of the game for yeah. PepsiCo right now. I like them. I like that the snacks business is so strong. But you're so right. U.S., I mean... We aren't drinking soda. <laughs> Do you drink soda? I can't remember the last time I had a Coke. Right. And I used to love it, too. Right. But now I'm like, okay, used to love Coke? God, keep your stuff. addictions to yourself. All right. July 24th, the very next day, Amazon announces earnings. Thoughts on Amazon? I think the standout operation will be their cloud business. Hmm. Why do you say that? Uh, it's not consumer goodsy, but so I can't <laughs> talk about it too much. Right. <laughs> we don't know things about uh, that. No, yeah. they're 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 killing it there, and they're doing really well. Hmm. Um, and I don't know. I I'm really curious to see how Prime did. I bet you. You know, I just met another friend of mine that's joined Prime, so maybe they'll. Uh, I don't know. It's, I think it's up thanks to I him. I think Amazon beats Pepsi. 
meats, and that's yeah. Okay, reasonable. Uh, yeah. Do here's my real question: Do investors start getting ticked off at Amazon? Where are the profits? Where's the bottom line? If you have been an investor at any point in the last five years in Amazon and expect gap earnings. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on to July 28th, finally, with Coach, which has been struggling recently. Are they going to turn things around? Uh, I did a little scuttlebutt walking around the mall, mm-hmm. checking out the Coach store. The <laughs> Coach, uh, they actually have, like, a counter, uh, you know, just that, like, Macy's and everything. Mm-hmm. I did not like what I saw. Really? Yeah. Not for you? Not a, You're not fashion-forward enough, Sean. Well, obviously not, but yeah. neither is anybody else because there is nobody there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that'll that'll do it. That'll get you. Yeah, I think Coach... That uh, being said, oh. um, they blew it out of the water in China. Mm-hmm. They're, like, their China sales last report that came out was up like 30, 33% or something. So I would not be surprised to see that become increasingly important. True. Do does Coach beat cores in China? It's kind of like the head. Uh, hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. All right. Straight up. All right. Then let's look at all three together. Who has the best results? Who, if you had to buy right now, predict the future? Who are you like? He's circling Amazon, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and that seems reasonable to me. But why? Um, just because they keep investing in their business hmm. and they. Again, we've talked about this multiple times, but Amazon is theoretically, if you believe their evil plan to take over the world, it, it's second, third inning still. Yeah, yeah. You know? They've still got a long way to go. I would not be surprised to see their... I mean, Jeff Bezos is like a serial monopolist. He's like, <laughs> it's, it's actually well said, especially when you look at their their ongoing battle with Hatchet and the book publishers these days. Oh, my God, I love Amazon that. is, is not afraid to play We should do an entire show about that. We could, and that would be an interesting one, uh, except those publishers are just... Terrible publicly traded would, stocks. Yeah. Like, yeah, no one will watch that show. Uh, I like Amazon as well. If I, I'm I'm a safer investor, so I'm going to go PepsiCo You're at the end of the day. Like, you know, it's it's. You just like Doritos. You know what? <laughs> I basically support their bottom line with my Doritos uh, addiction. We got this guy in the district. Boy, <laughs> yeah. a lot of our- <laughs> why, why are sales up so much in Washington D.C.? What what's that about? No, I like PepsiCo. It's safe. Uh, I think the snacks business keeps on keeps on For shrugging sure. along. Um, Amazon. I agree that it's going to do well this quarter. It's probably going to do well for several more quarters. Coach. I'd worry if I was a coach investor. I'd be worried. I'd have been worried a long time ago if I was a coach investor. So, all right, let's move on to today's mailbag. And I like this one because it's a quick, simple, easy question from Bill H. Buy, sell, or hold Chipotle Mexican Grill. And that's well-timed because Chipotle Mexican Grill just reported, just reported <laughs> second quarter earnings late Monday. Uh, run you through some I of the numbers. I held through to, oh, oh man! I, I really what a quarter! Sorry, so right, no, go on. Uh, so EPS expectations of three dollars and nine cents. EPS actual three dollars and fifty cents. Twenty four percent increase from two dollars and eighty two cents last year. Sales rose twenty nine percent. Comps rose fifteen point five percent. Wow, not a bad quarter. The amazing thing is, I go buy a Chipotle, and they're not always super packed. So hmm. Theoretically, they could just double that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, totally. There's wow. only uh, there's only sixteen what sixteen eighty one sales stores out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could have one on every corner. The It'd be like the new Starbucks. Is only twenty billion, and McDonald's over there is at a hundred. They could go. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so where did all this strength come from? What happened this quarter? Um, it was just comparable store sales. Yeah. They just crushed it or whatever. And every yeah. time I go, like I'll be driving on the freeway or going to a 
they um, like I went home to uh, Indianapolis with my wife recently, mm-hmm. and they're just dropping another Chipotle in an awesome location. Mm-hmm. They keep opening great locations. They're being really smart about it. I love each and every single one of the locations they're opening, and people just keep going and buying burritos. I right. don't know what else. To say. Yeah, I, I love me some burritos. Uh, to your point, so they opened forty-five new locations uh, this quarter. Um, so that's giving them a total of one thousand six hundred eighty-one stores. You think about 1,681 stores, that's a, that's a bigger number than 45. 45 seems like such a small amount to keep on opening. That's why the comps stood out this quarter. There it is, right. So investors might be worried about Chipotle's growth, might be worrying that it's uh, maturing, that there's no r- more room for expansion. That's why they can only open 45 new stores. No, it's because they're smart about it. Like you said, their locations are spot on. They play the comps game very, very well. I like that they opened so few this year, personally. I think that's it's a good expensive. sign. It's <laughs> They <laughs> increase their, their costs. That's true. The, or, or did you mean for opening new stores? Open new stores. It costs opening new stores dollars. is expensive. And, to my point, uh, they upped their food costs. Uh, it costs a little bit more at most sure. Chipotle's these yeah. days. And those margins are just fantastic. You know what oh, I realized fantastic. when I, uh, I went to Chipotle last week? And what they do for the steaks? Like 10, 20, 50 cents? Something, something like that. It, it was I misery, realized, yeah. unfortunately, that it did not bother me at all. Right. I just want that so stupid staple so bad. Uh, yeah, I want me some guacamole all over the carnitas. Um, 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 um. Okay, uh, so what do you think about Chipotle going forward? Do, do, how about this? Bill is asking, no, no, we should he? Help Bill out. Right, sure. he's asking, is should he buy, sell, or hold Chipotle Mexican Grill today? Are you buying on today's big old pot? Really? Why not? Um, I'm assuming. Okay, so if we assume that he doesn't own it right now, mm-hmm. I would not enter at this point. Mm-hmm. Basically, my reason is. It's currently at 47 times this year's earnings, and the company is expected to grow at about 20% for the next four or five years on the bottom line. Mm. That's really pricey. Mm. This is like not as bad as Netflix, but Netflix is expected to grow a lot faster than that. They're right. expected to double their earnings next year. Right. Chipotle will probably hit 20 25% growth next year. I would have to say that it's pretty much priced for perfection, just like that. Mm-hmm. And if you assume that they'll meet all their goals for the next five to ten years, you'll probably make eight to ten percent a year, which is what you'll make in the market anyway. Okay. The risk to reward there mm-hmm. is just not there for me. Right. Bill, you should have been in earlier. What are you, you doing, should, man? What are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I totally see your point. The valuations, the metrics, uh, Chipotle is expensive by any any way you look at it. Chipotle is expensive I mean, they, right like, now. I, I always tell whenever anybody asks me, like, oh, Sean, what stocks did you like? Any regrets or whatever? Like, Starbucks was always expensive. Like, no right. matter, look, 10, like, 20 years, like, always expensive because it's such a great business, da 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 da. Right. I just, I don't know, it's price for perfection, the risk reward just isn't there for me. Not that being said, I love a good steak bowl. <laughs> Amen to that. All right, uh, let's finish things off with a couple of tweets. I looked up some stuff on Twitter today. Man, Twitter's a weird place. For instance, one of the most popular hashtags I saw was hashtag worse moon landing quotes. Of course, the original oh, quote. The July 20th. So yeah. it was two days ago. Uh, some, some worse moon landing quotes than one small step for man. I really should have peed before I left Earth. Yo, I'ma let you finish, but Mars Rover had the best landing of all time. And... I'm not wearing anything under my spacesuit. Sean, if you were the first person to land on the moon, what would you say? What are the first words you say? I thought the whole small step for a man thing it's not was bad. pretty... I would probably say something <laughs> monumental okay. like that. Okay. I would not 
You wouldn't. You wouldn't waste I would not it. Make and say Mark my, was here. No? I would not make comments on my underwear or lack thereof. Fair. That's that's very <laughs> professional of you. You're a very good astronaut. Uh, let's move on to Carl Quintanilla, friend of the fools. To, uh, quote: Madness. NYC has highest concentration of female CEOs in U.S. at a whopping seven. That's pretty just just awful. It's uh, really low. It's real low. You would think New York, as the center of commerce in this nation, would have one or two more CEOs who are female. Uh, who is your favorite female CEO? You like anyone out there? Personally, I'm not going to put you on spot. Personally, I like Indra Nui over at Pepsi. We just mentioned Pepsi. How much I like that. Why do you keep plugging? Did you just buy it? No, <laughs> no uh, I like Pepsi, and I like what Indra's done over there. She's been the CEO since 2006. She was the one in charge of the company when they divested Yum, uh, which was a good move. She was in charge when they bought Quaker uh, and Gatorade, uh, and all that's just helping out the, the bottom line. I like what uh, Miss Nui has done. I also like that she got into a fight with Kim Kardashian the other week. Did you see that? No. Kim Kardashian did not like what uh, Miss Nui had to say about her experiences in business because they did not match up to Kim Kardashian's experiences in business. I don't think she has ever <laughs> helped create an app right. named after her that's now worth $200 million. You know what? Nui could learn a thing or two from Kim Kardashian. I never thought I'd say that sentence. Our final tweet goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Forbes tweeted, billionaire hedge fund manager Bill Ackman raised expectations that he will deliver a knockout blow to Herbalife. That's happening right now. He's got a couple more hours to go with this presentation. So I'm probably just going to go watch. Well, I'll, like, I'll just make some popcorn. And and over there. Exactly. I still want to make a viewing party. Yeah. Get everybody he, uh, he raised some expectations. He raised the game. He called out Michael Johnson, the CEO of Herbalife, to say, come to the presentation. Oh, Sit in the front row. Hear what I have to say. Uh, yeah, lots of, lots of interesting things are going to come out of that conference. It's going to be a weird day for Herbalife. So I have a question for you, mm. taking a step back. Who's mm. your favorite female CEO of all time? Of all time? You know, I actually really liked what Christine Day did over at Lululemon. Uh, she, that was she, fun. She know? brought that brand, really, from nothing to the biggest brand in women's, uh, sure. women's yeah. apparel, quite frankly. Uh, what, what, what about you? I was always a fan of, uh, and this just goes back to my love of your friend of mine, Warren Buffett, uh, Catherine Graham of the Washington Post. Nice. Yeah. She was really cool. She was. She her, knew her stuff. Yeah. yeah. Those ladies, they got it right. All right. That's it for us. Sean O'Reilly, Mark Reith, this is where the money is. And if you ever want to send us an email, just shoot it over to cg at fool.com. See you next week.